from the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks. Your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors is brought to you by Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Streets Seafood and Meat Market, 157 Outfitters, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. White along with Doug Max. We've got a great show lined up for you. We've got all your fishing forecasts for your weekend coming up uh, from the Delta to the inshore fishing and even a report from Miller's Ferry. So you want to stick around for this show today. We've got some special guests today coming on and uh, so it's going to be fun. Dove season in the south zone starts this Saturday, Doug. It does. It started in the north zone last weekend, and, and then this Saturday is the south zone, which, if I'm right, is that Mobile, Baldwin, and Escambia County? Yeah. Is that so. all that's in the south yeah, zone? I think so. And uh, the dove hunting's been real hit or miss. Yeah. You know, some a, people's had some really good shoots, and a whole lot of people have been pretty scarce with doves there's a whole lot more being scarce with them than there is good shoots yes there is and uh, even the game warden up around monroe county you talked to him he said of all the all the fields he's visited some of them were very well prepped just no birds that's right you know that's right. so we they're need not more here. weather fronts yeah it's what we need, need you know need to need it to freeze in chicago is well, what we I, need to do yeah i guess <laughs> but we we do need some some kind of fronts cold fronts or something and next couple of ones that come through will probably be like night and day yeah the amount of birds well so. dove hunting is a lot of fun i tell you something else that's a lot of fun is duck hunting and if you want a world-class duck hunt there's a place called 157 Outfitters. You can go to 157outfitters.com up in Wyoming that is world-class goose and duck. Mainly just great goose hunting, too. Uh, and it's a beautiful place to visit. They have a beautiful lodge to stay in. Just look them up at 157outfitters.com. We're going to give away two ribeye steaks right now from our Buddies at Street Seafood and Meat Market in Baymanette, Alabama, will take the third caller at 694-1055, 694-1055. All right, we've got Mr. Don Green on the line this morning. How you doing, Don? I'm doing great. How you guys doing today? We're doing good. So tell us what the uh, Mobile Tensile Delta is going to how, – how's it going to treat the uh, fishermen this weekend, man? Uh oh. <laughs> Hello. Are you there? Did you lose me? Oh, there you are. Okay. I lost you for a minute. I don't know what's going on. I just can't hear. <laughs> oh. uh, we'll, we'll talk a little louder. Look, How about that? <laughs> there you go. That's it. I can hear you now. All right. You know, as you get old, you lose a lot of things, you know. <laughs> uh, as far as the Delta's concerned, a lot of folks are worried about the folks fishing. Uh, I talked to Anna Ward Hubbard this morning. She said, she said it's a sad situation when you see such a beautiful morning like this morning, and there's not a car or a boat trailer in the parking lot. My goodness, that's bad. That's bad. Because of the heat, but you that, think? 
they they have just got. I guess the only thing I can figure, you know, I just hadn't been seeing anybody out there anyway. Yeah, the whole summer, and and I think it, it's just that uh, the fear of the, what the he can do, you know. And uh, now that it's over with, I mean, folks, you go out there and stand in the middle of the day. Right now, it's nice because of the dryness, yeah. and uh, it's not really that hot as what it was doing here a while back. But anyway, uh, the fish are biting. Everybody is going, is catching fish. Uh, one thing that I need to report is that the saltwater uh, slam bunches coming up the rivers. Uh, I had two guys caught a slam yesterday on Lower Delta, huh. and. Uh, that that's a little bit early to me, you know. Uh, the flounder and uh, flounder and reds are already all over the delta. The specks are right there, just about into the rivers now. I would imagine there's a few schools of them in the rivers now, but uh, the, the the best part of the whole situation is we got a lot of good, nice flounder out there this year. Yeah, that that's been a change from years past because. Uh... I'm telling you. But, but the last couple of years, you know, and we get these reports from our saltwater fishermen, it's just gotten better and better with these flounder. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, the flounder are, are really in good. And another thing that, that we hadn't been overwhelmed with the last few years was white trout. And my son went day before yesterday. They caught white trout all the way up to Gravine Island. Wow. Just, just looking, or just picking around, going looking for uh, flounders and reeds and whatever, and they caught white trout all over that lower delta what, yesterday. What kind of bait did? Yesterday. What kind of bait did they have? Uh, usually, now uh, I, I wasn't with them, so my son, knowing him, he probably either had some, uh, some uh, cut bait, which is a piece of a side of a, a small fish, to make a little jig with mm-hmm. or live shrimp or if you when you white trout fish you want a dead shrimp now they had some fresh shrimp and that's why that's why they got into a lot of white trout mm-hmm. and he said that what got him was they all good size trout they're not small well that's yeah. good that's good hey you ever notice yeah. when you when you get those uh flounder when you're bass fishing they always seem to like a plastic worm <laughs> yeah yeah they sure do uh my favorite way of doing it now, see, one of the reasons it's so hard to get a flounder when they first come in or when they're leaving is because they're moving. They're constantly moving. And what you want to do during them time right now is a good example. Is get a good, uh, uh, I, I like a white or a light green or yellow, uh, maybe a, a, a what you call that root beer with a chartreuse tail, anything that'll have a little bit of color on it to grab their attention. And you can go up these rivers and creeks and whatever and throw into those pockets where there's a little ditch coming out. And I mean fish that whole area real good when you're doing it because those that's the first thing they do when they start up the rivers. They'll go to those areas like that where it's easy to find food. And they'll sit in the mouth of that little ditch and feed on the stuff coming out and on the outgoing tide. Or they'll just move off a little bit and then and, and lay around till the tide starts. But they'll be right there until the really cold weather comes along and blows the water out. And then they'll leave and get into the 
challenge and head back to the ocean. But they will stay in those those little bays or what I call a bay. It's, a, it's just anything that's got a ditch coming out of it. And I guarantee you, if you fish enough places on that delta right now, you can catch some flounder. Yeah. The tide's still moving out uh, all the way until about 9 o'clock at night uh, right now. Right. It's, it's, it's still going out good, and the uh, uh, bass are hitting late in the afternoon. It's really good. And uh, anything – now, I've had reports of brim. They really, you know, it's, it, this time of the year, and I want to bring this by while I'm talking about it, this time of the year – even though we have a south wind on the surface or no wind or whatever, we have a northerly flow, okay? A northerly flow is something you won't even feel on the surface. You got a big high pressure. Our high pressure is back. I guess you know that because that storm headed east. But anyway, uh, those high pressures are build this time of year all the way into January. And the, the the wind coming around it up high is out of the north. What it does, it sucks water out of that bay because the wind south of the bay in the ocean is pushing south. You'll have lower tides than normal this time of the year. From now on into cold weather, you're going to have lower tides in afternoons. And, buddy, let me tell you, that's the time to fish. Of all the time of the year to fish, from now to cold weather is the time. Okay. Yeah, and right, like you said, the mouth of them ditches ought to be deadly in those conditions. They are deadly, and and they and, and just remember this: they go out further than they normally would on a low tide. In other words, the water goes out further, and that's that's what brings on that extra good bite. And they'll get to where they're laying around the mouth of those, even bass do the same thing, and they'll sit there till that water gets to the point it pushes them away from the bank. It gets them out in the edge of the challenge. It may take two weeks before they'll leave an area like that is where it got a lot of food. Mm-hmm. They'll stay right in that area and feed. And if you if you pick out which be, which ones are best and just hit one after the other, you can, you can get fish. They do like to hang around where the food is. It's sort of <laughs> like me and Doug. Yep. <laughs> I guarantee you, you can't beat them. And you know, a lot, a lot of a lot of people talk about uh, shrimp this time of the year. Oh, you ever notice that if you ever clean any bass this time of the year when you when you catch something to eat, very seldom will you catch one with a shrimp in his mouth or in his stomach. Hmm. They got little crabs in their stomach. Yep. Believe it or not. Yeah, they love them and, little crabs. And that shows that, that, that the shrimp is a good food for them, but they don't feed on them completely. That's right. Yeah, those little fiddler crabs. That's the kind you're talking about? Yeah, fiddler crabs. Yes, that's it. Yes, sir. I've seen them. All right, Don. Great report, man. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Okay, anytime. You too. Yes, sir. There's a dove shoot this weekend, a charity dove shoot in Chatham, Alabama, and it's absolutely free. They're going to be giving away a lot of things on raffle tickets and stuff. Iron Man Dove Hunt is the name of it. Uh, Registration's 10 to 12. Uh, Lunch is at 12. The hunt begins after the meal. For information on this, write this down now, 251-589-8479. We'll be right back.
With summer here, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. When you're dealing with your roof, be sure to have experience by your side. I'm George Spurlock with Presley Roofing and Construction. As a third-generation family business, personalized service is who we are. Call Presley Roofing for a free estimate for any type of residential or commercial installation or repair. We offer fortified roofs and smart financing for your roof replacement as an Alabama Power-approved roofing contractor. Presley Roofing, serving Mobile and Baldwin counties since 1949. Visit PresleyRoofingInc.com. Need the perfect smile for an extra boost of confidence? Hi, I'm Dr. Carter Thomas of Harvey and Thomas Orthodontics. You can always pick out a Harvey and Thomas smile because our patients receive the best level of care. With our amazing team, we deliver timely service and affordable options for the whole family. Visit us at harveyandthomasortho.com and schedule your complimentary consultation at one of our convenient locations. Because behind every great smile is the great experience you'll find at Harvey and Thomas Orthodontics. Car accident victims turn to us because of our green guarantee. What does that mean to you? It's the experience of handling injury cases for over 23 years. It's ensuring our clients are receiving the best medical care for their injuries. And it's about getting the best possible results for our clients. If you've been seriously injured, call Green and Phillips right now and get the green guarantee. Call 1-888-510-1020. No representation is made that legal services performed are greater than the quality of legal services of others. Do you know that metal roofing panels meet Class A fire ratings as well as Class 4 impact resistance ratings? This makes them highly resistant to fire and hail damage. Thousands have discovered the many benefits of metal roofing. Durability, longevity, stylish, energy efficient. With seven locations to serve you, Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply proudly offer 100% American-made steel, backed by a 40-year warranty. Protect your home today by contacting Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. Since opening in 1997, Dan Hart LLC has specialized in the sales and service of all types of rotating equipment. From mechanical seals and centrifugal pumps to gearboxes and vacuum pumps, Dan Hart has you covered. Their in-house team of certified technicians and experienced engineers are available 24-7 with industry-leading turnaround times for all of your rotating equipment or mechanical seal needs. For information, call 251-330-1750 or visit danhartllc.com. Why call the rest when you can have the best? This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Hey, good afternoon and welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White, along with Doug Max. And uh, Doug, we've got some other things to give away here. Let's do a $20 gift certificate to our friends at Eastern Shore Ace Hardware. Eastern Shore Ace Hardware is located on top of Spanish Ford Hill on Highway 31. And they also have a new location on Highway 181. This place is great. It's uh, it's a very friendly place to visit, and if you need help, all you got to do is say so. It's uh, it's a it's a very pleasant experience to go in there and shop. Oh yeah, yeah. And Ace Hardware has always been that way. It is, yeah. 
You know, there's a some big chains out there, but I don't know if you want to call them one, but they've always been a, a top-of-the-line hardware store. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we've got uh, Bobby Abrascato on the phone. How you doing, Bobby? Man, I'm good. Just uh, just finished up today. I'd forgotten I left my phone sitting, uh, phone sitting in the front seat of the truck, so oh. <laughs> that's why I was a little delayed in picking up. I hope I didn't mess you guys up. No, not at all. You were just fine. You're just fine. Well, how's the inshore fishing doing? It, dude, it's been pretty good. I'll tell you, man, we've had, uh, you know, a little bit of the cooling, not, you know, I say cooling, it had to cool, you know, not hopefully not getting any hotter, but it cooled off some and water temperatures dropped and um, we just ran a big multi-boat trip out of the island and um, I think the guy ran like 10 or 12 boats today and it sounded like I asked him when I was leaving, um, you know, did everybody catch fish? And he said, so he did, he did keep a look, keep up with the tally. So every, you know, that little mini tournament or whatever, but he said that, uh, the least he had talked to was th- over 30 fish. So, um, everybody caught fish. And, um, I, I think it, you know, again, I think that's got something to do with the, uh, the, the weather cooling. We had great, great conditions today, real light, kind of a North wind and it laid on out. And, um, we had really good water movement right at daylight, which is what we're going to have all the way through the weekend, which I love. I love that water change, that tide change right at daylight. That's when magic happens, you know? So it sounded like, uh, fish were caught in a variety of different ways. We caught ours on artificial baits under corks and, um, there were fish caught slip corking at some of the structure down in the sound, uh, and through that area. Um, a couple of blackfish were seen. I don't know how many were caught today, but I know there were still some blackfish seen. So, uh, so that's still going on. And again, you know, until we get some kind of major cold snap, you know, which a lot of times we'll get our first kind of cool snap towards the end of this month. But until we get something like that, that pattern's going to hold true. The only other thing that you'll notice start changing is when this water temperature does start to drop, you'll start to see some shrimp get on the move. And with that, you'll have uh, trout following those shrimp running them to the surface, and you'll have birds diving over them, and that's magic. You guys have been on bird schools before, so I, can, I don't have to tell y'all what it's like, but anybody that's ever been on one will know that the action is just unbelievable because those, the trout are just actually in a complete feeding frenzy, and anything you throw out there is going to catch a fish, you know? So anyway, uh, be on the lookout for that when you're moving around. Um, be on the lookout for you know signs of fish feeding like that because that's going to continue all the way through this transitional period through about the middle of October. You'll see a lot of, um, you know, bait on the move and things like that. So uh, dead giveaway, and I'll tell you, it'll make you look like a hero real quick when you hit one of them birds. <laughs> I know, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Hey, let, let me ask yeah. you, is this salinity uh, increases, you know, slowly up the bay over the next month or two? Th- those specs just kind of follow along with that? That's exactly what happens. As those shrimp are moving up the bay with a lower salinity, um, the shrimp are moving up the, the, the fish that feed on them, which is everything in the bay and the sound. Um, uh, is right behind them. And that will continue on up into the sound. I was talking to one of the other guys this morning before we left while we were waiting on the people to show up, and uh, he had been running around a little bit up in the Delta just looking around and actually seen some bird schools. He said there weren't really fish on them yet, but there were shrimp schools, bird schools on shrimp up there. So that's already maybe starting to head that way. You know, and knock on wood, unless we get some kind of major upstate rain which typically we don't, but if we don't get a major upstate rain, you know, that, that'll set this fall fishing up pretty good for that delta area up there you know it all starts to take place this time of year and on into the early part of the fall you know as, as we get a good dry fall that's when that bait pushes up in there then we get a cold snap and it gathers them in the channels and whatnot and, and as the temperature drops that's when the fish really go on the feed 
We're looking for cooler weather coming soon, I hope, man. And uh, Do you... something to get it to get it here for us, Big <laughs> Al. I know you can do it. Some, something's got to give pretty soon anyway. It will. It will. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Have a great weekend. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Let's check in with Joe Dunn up at Miller's Ferry and see what's happening. Joe, how's the water? Oh, the water's fine up here. <laughs> uh, it's looking real good. We're still, you know. In that summertime pattern, ain't nothing changed yet, though. This heat right. is still locked in on us right now. As soon as we get some cooler weather, things go to change. But right now, you know, you fish somewhere in deep water, either on a creek channel uh, or sloughs or uh, cuts that have river current coming through them, where most fish is going to be at, mm-hmm. the ones that will bite the best, uh, fishing in structure, you know, uh, eight to ten foot deep, or either out on the river ledge right now. But uh, the uh, they're pulling water, kind of sporadic. Uh, a few hours in the in the afternoon, then they cut it off and then cut it cut it back on a few hours in the early morning, say one, two, three, four, five o'clock. You know, in the morning. But uh, that that water current is pretty important right now with it, this kind of heat we have. I guess you you mentioned something about the creeks with current. I guess anywhere where the water's moving, it might be just a slight bit cooler than the other water. Is that right? Exactly. You take those creeks that, you know, the main creek that most of us can't get into fish, maybe you're running five to eight miles way back up in there shaded, and that water's going to be a whole lot cooler and got little springs feeding Mm -hmm. it all. And that cool water coming down through there is going to feed that bigger major creek, and that, that water's going to be just a little bit cooler. Where you're going a big, long, big flat, this dead water, not moving, no current, well, that water's going to heat up and stay hot. And most of them, you know, the oxygen level's not good for them, and then they're going to move out of them and get them in a little bit deeper water. And uh, uh, that's why, you know, the, the, the only place where the uh, shallow bite will be good is in a creek that is being fed with some uh, cooler water and when i say a shallow bite up in there you know four to six foot somewhere in those little old places like that mm-hmm. but uh there's really nothing major going on on the banks unless you find you know a big patch of hyphen or, or a big tree hanging over creating shade for the fish to get up under and which they'd like that this time of year you, uh at, when you have that sunshine, high, bright days, you can always go to them shady spots, and that's where they're going to be at, under boat docks and under them big old uh, mats of uh, hyacinth on the riverbank. Hold them fish hiding up under there, too. Everybody's got to get in the shade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, fish, uh, the fish don't get in the shade because of heat. They get in the shade because of light, the sunlight. They, right. they do not like that sunlight. They can't see. He ain't got no. He don't have eyelids. That's right. That's probably his defense mechanism. If I had to guess, it's, it's yeah. more than not just for ambushing their food, but just as much. They got to see what's around them. You know, big gator be coming up behind them. <laughs> so. Exactly. Well, you learn all that. I've learned all that watching with that live scope mm-hmm. because you you'll see all your game fish, your brim, white perch, smaller bass, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you can see a 
about a six-foot gar come swimming by, come swimming up through there, mm-hmm. they will scatter or get real tight to cover. Hmm. They're not out roaming around hunting nothing to eat then when there's something in there that's going to eat them. So that <laughs> they'll get tight to that cover then. That's right. Well, how was your dove shoot last weekend? Did y'all did you hear any reports on uh, any good dove shoots up there? Yeah, I I didn't get to go. Uh, I got scared off because of the weather, and it yeah. turned out to be perfect, and then I missed out. <laughs> but all the guys that I talked to, uh, I know Big Daddy had a good hunt. I know Rick Pickman and them mm-hmm. had a good hunt, and there was two or three others on them, and a lot of pictures on Facebook, a lot of them up here had done some real good hunting. I think everybody got scared, though, because of the heat, what we've been having, and then Boom, there you have a beautiful day, overcast, kind of hot, cooler, and the doves probably done real good. They flew. You, I know they flew uh, when when weather like that happens, and uh, I think a lot of dove hunters did real good. All right, good report. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you, man. All right, thank you, Alan. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with Mr. Mark Brenner right after this. High school football returns this Friday night, and there are some games you don't want to miss. Hello, this is Pigskin Pete with the Sports Station. How about these 7A matchup? Foley goes up to Mary Montgomery. Our very own Nick Wiggins will keep us posted. Gov Shores goes to Faith Academy. And the WNSP matchup, St. Paul's at number one, Sarah Land. We'll preview them all. The Green and Phillips High School Preview, 6 p.m. Friday night on WNSP, presented by Gov Orthopedics. Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanet has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10.30 till 3.30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's dining room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanet. Find them on Facebook. Bear Fine Furniture is locally owned and has been in business for over 60 years. Did you know at Barrow, you don't have to wait for a sale. We offer you our lowest price, best value every day. And when you buy it today, you can take it home today. We offer in-stock items that are ready to take home, or you can custom order that perfect piece for your home. Either way, we are here to help. Barrow, the best place to buy furniture for over 60 years. Mobile, Pensacola, Flomaton, Dothan, Andalusia. One of the challenges of being a homeowner is finding someone you can trust for all the little things that can go wrong. But here on the Alabama Gulf Coast, Bachelor Service is the trusted name for HVAC generators and now plumbing repair. 
Their plumbing team can take care of any job, from a clogged drain or leaky faucet to installing a new high-efficiency tankless water heater. Bachelors is service worth remembering. HVAC, generators, and now plumbing repair. Learn more at bachelorservice.com. Certification 17070. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We have our special guest on the line today, Mr. Mark Brenner. Mark, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon, guys. How are y'all doing today? We're doing good, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm, it, I can't complain at that time of year. And uh, we're staying busy and, and uh, doing a lot of tractor work as yourself. And I see you, you guys are staying busy and... And uh, we're getting ready for fall. Well, I want to get into some fall planning, uh, some planting of food plots and what you're doing to prepare and all that. But before we get into all of that, give us, you know, you're probably Eddie Salter, one of one of Eddie Salter's best friends, if not the best friend. Give us an update on how he's doing. I sure will. And uh, I appreciate y'all recognizing that Eddie has become like a father to me. And, and I just love that man to pieces. And there's no doubt that my life would, would not be the same uh, without his, his family in our lives. But um, Eddie is doing remarkably well. He's back at home. He's rested up. We're having to, having to keep him at bay because he, you know, he's wound up so tight. He's always wanting to go. And he had a, he had a major, major back surgery a couple of weeks ago, and we need to give him plenty of time to heal. But it's it's hard to keep that old bird off that tractor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he gave but, me a call the other night, uh, and, man, it was good to hear his voice. It, it really was. And, and we were all worried sick about him, and you knew that too. And uh, For those uh, listeners yeah. who, don't, who don't know, Eddie Salter, world champion turkey caller and personality, had uh, something happen. To him, we don't know quite what uh, while he was at the expo in Birmingham or Montgomery, right? And uh, took yep. him to, to took him to the emergency room, and he spent some time on a ventilator. And everybody was praying for him. He didn't didn't know how that was going to turn out, but he came out of it. Man, that's that's great news. It, it literally was a medical mystery. It still is. We're not exactly sure. Um, you know what what transpired there but uh uh he, he we're very 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 close to, to losing him and so we we just count our blessings our lucky stars and we want to thank each and every person everyone that's listening that took time 
to stop and pray for Eddie. Um, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for praying for him, praying for his family, his extended family. Thank you for reaching out to Misty and I. It just it really did help uh help help give us the strength that we needed to to pull through that. Yeah. The prayers are important, very important to folks. Uh to today marks five years today. Five years ago I had a craniotomy because of a brain bleed. Oh. And you know, well, I know that miracles can happen. So <laughs> we're glad that Eddie's yeah. doing good. Yes, sir. Alan witnessed yes, sir. witnessed a miracle with me one day. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> had some crazy <laughs> so, times. Yeah, they they can happen, and uh, and and this time we're real thankful that it did. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, we got enough. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about getting ready for food plot planting. When is your favorite time, as a general rule? Uh, what month do you start planting? You know, and 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 I got to say real fast before I go any further. Today is a very very special day for Misty and I. It's our 11th anniversary, and I want to wish my beautiful wife and Mary a happy anniversary, guys. And I appreciate y'all giving us the opportunity to do that. But uh, food plot wise, I think it's really important, uh, depending on your geographical range where you're at. Here in Alabama, you know, most time it's it's about the same, but you guys a little bit further south may have to wait a little bit. Uh, longer, but for me, I like to try to try to start addressing my food plots when I notice that heat heat index is starting to fall back off, and you know we're gonna get a little bit of moisture, you know, back in that in the soil. That moisture table will come back up. But the first thing I want to do each and every year, uh, several weeks before I plan to even start bush hogging or or doing breaking any ground, is I want to go get my soil samples. Mm-hmm. Got to get those soil samples, guys, and. Uh, I don't. It doesn't matter what brand of seed you use, or what blend, or or how expensive or how affordable it is. If you don't have your pH right, um, that that's not going to perform to its maximum potential. You're absolutely you know, right about that. None of those minerals can be, you know, the plants can't uptake those things without the right pH. You're exactly right. Uh, Alan, and the thing about it is, is you know, I, I have folks it seems like to ask me every year. You know, my my food plots are coming up pretty good, but the deer won't touch them. So, what do you like to eat bitter or bitter stuff? <laughs> no, so, but they don't either. Yeah, that's so, a fact. you know, if your pH is right, you know, it, it still may come up. It still may may produce okay, but it's not it's not desirable. Yeah, and so um, that 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 helps of you know affect the taste and the potability and in what what is in the in the in the in the crop itself that you you know are developing there so in your food plot so it is critical that you want to get your ph right yeah it is yeah i did a soil sample on my new place back in december of last year and i just picked up my soil sample kits yesterday from the county extension office and i'm going to take some samples and send it back in and I'm going to see what what the results are so far of my liming efforts and all of that. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing good. where I'm at. Well, that's good. You know, generally as a rule of thumb, it takes one uh, one ton to to, to move um, one ton ton per acre to move that that point. Mm-hmm. You know, one point that, that pH scale. Yeah. And um, you know, as a rule of thumb, we like our pH to be you know six. Between six and seven, around a six and a half is good. Your clovers will tolerate a little bit less 
um, and, and your field grains may be even a little bit more, but as a good rule of thumb, you, you need to try to have that somewhere between a six and seven. Mm-hmm. And I've also, uh, after I put the lime on last December, I've been applying lime to some other small hidey hole plots with the uh, liquid lime from plantagriproducts.com. That's where I get it. And the liquid lime's done real good, and it's acting real fast because I can tell the difference in the plants, you know. Yes, sir. They've come a long way with this liquid uh, liquid lime and liquid fertilizer, mm-hmm. and um, you can get a lot better uh, coverage ratios, and you can actually, it's, a lot of people don't realize, just save yourself a lot of money. Yeah. And um, with, with your liquid fertilizer, I think it's a little more concentrated, and you can go goes a little yeah. farther. It's a lot but, easier to yeah. apply also, you know. Yes, it is. Hey, Mark, yes, it you, is. I know y'all do yes, a, a certain amount of bow hunting and all, and uh, and the, the, you, you mentioned the deer don't like something bitter. And I don't think anything would be a better example of that. You'll watch them walk past all kinds of different acorns just to get to a certain kind of acorn. <laughs> and uh, that, and that's because that acorn's not bitter. <laughs> that's very true. And a lot of times people don't realize it, but, you know, um, if you, you, you take a hardwood ridge that's got 10 or 12 white oaks on it, it's got 10 or 12 acorn trees on it, and, and Doug, you're exactly right, that, you know, they'll, hit, they'll utilize certain acorns from certain trees more than they will others and and you have to know that the ph is affecting them as well yeah they love they seem to love white oak acorns a lot more than the red oak variety uh, i guess it's uh sweeter. and they like those better than the water oaks you yeah. know or the live oak that's yeah that's exactly right <clears throat> that's exactly exactly right so that's where your food pots can be very effective you know once you get them established you know, providing a good variety of good, good food source, supplemental food source for those, for all your wildlife, not just your deer, but your turkeys too, your quail, um, and, and everything in between, you know, um, it's really good for all of them. Mm-hmm. About three or four weeks before planting time for me, I always try to apply glycosophate and burn down any weeds or broadleaf weeds or grasses that that are have grown up during the summer in my food plots if i want to plant a fresh patch you know do you uh do you yep. burn yours down with chemicals too it just depends on on what i've got I, i've got some of my food plots that i've dedicated to nothing but clover and i've got a, a, a five or six way different blend of clover that i like to use it has um, a couple of varieties for fall and then a couple of varieties for the spring. So I'm always trying to produce a good year-round source, a food source. But, you know, for, for those food plots, I like to just try to mow and maintain those, fertilize them a little 0-20-20, and just try to help them go. Uh, you know, this time of year, uh, I haven't bush hogged many of my, my uh, clover food plots because the heat index is still, right. still pretty high. I don't want to burn them up. Yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, a good idea. But, but on, my, on, the, on the food plot, but I'm going to rotate it, put into a rotational program mm-hmm. where I'm actually going to plant a variety of cereal grains, legumes, maybe some uh, clovers as well in there. Yes, yeah, sir, you, you, you can go in and burn those down before you, and, and eliminate all that competition from what you're trying to potentially establish there. You can't hardly beat a perennial clover plot. You're right about that. I love those things. 
Mark, I appreciate your time today, man. Thank you so much, and thanks for the report on our buddy Eddie Salter, too. Absolutely, Doug and Alan. I always enjoy uh, spending time with you guys. I thank you for your friendship, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you, Mark. Same here. We're going to be back right after this with a report from the Alabama Coastal Foundation. You'll, You'll want to hear this. Stick around. As we get set for another big Friday night of high school football, WNSP has you set. Pigs compete with the sports station. Join me along with Brian Gennard this Thursday night, 6 p.m. for the Prep Spotlight. We're going to check out all the high school football schedule for this week, plus the region standings, who's going to qualify for postseason. The Prep Spotlight, each Thursday, 6 p.m., presented by Guff Orthopedics on WNSP. Brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Wouldn't you rather buy your appliances from a locally owned store that has been part of our community since 1952? You know, you just won't be one client out of millions, so you'll get the extra time and attention that you'll need. So if you're building, remodeling, or just want to update your home or business, go see Chavis and Chickasaw. They have a great selection of appliances, chests, and upright freezers, washers with agitators, and even generators to get you through the storm season. Visit ChavisFurniture.com or stop by in Chickasaw and Loosedale, where you'll be pleasantly surprised. Aging is a lie. The ridiculous concept of time passing on the calendar causing deterioration is an absolute lie. And anyone telling you that is lying to you. Hello, I'm Garrett Williamson, host of the Personal Edge Fitness Podcast, telling you there is not one clinical study on the face of the earth that proves time passing on a calendar automatically causes you to deteriorate. It's something we all believe, but yet has actually never been proven. So what does happen? Why do we deteriorate? Planning for decline might accelerate decline. It's no wonder that many of us start planning for the pitfalls of aging much earlier than we need to. Yet while planning for the future is essential, it's worth pondering whether focusing on age-related decline can negatively impact our mental well-being and even our physical health. If you coached a football team, you would not have them plan to lose a game. You want to make sure the second string is ready in case someone gets injured. And you also want to practice the onside kick or the third and long. But when doing so, are you actually visualizing failure? Can doing so with age actually cause you to decline? A research paper from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that older individuals who held negative stereotypes about aging believing in inevitable cognitive decline or physical debility, perform worse in memory and physical tasks than their counterparts who held more positive views. Could our mindset about aging actually manifest the very degeneration we're seeking to avoid? If you want to know the truth, check out the Personal Age Fitness Podcast. It's time to cut through all the lies and learn to live your own level of wellness. The Personal Age Fitness Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast on social media or at personaledgefitness.com. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max, and uh, we're going to give away a five-pound pork sausage variety pack right now to the third caller at 694-1055. 
This is from our friends at Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats located in Chickasaw, Alabama. 694-1055. We'll take the third caller. It's some delicious sausage. And next time you're at the grocery store, pick up a cup uh, a pack of this Hall Sausage. I really like the Red Hots, but uh, there's several varieties of sausage that they make that mm, I just love it. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's good sausage for it, sure. It absolutely is. All right. We have got uh, Sarah from the Alabama Coastal Foundation. She is in charge of the Turtle Fest. So uh, welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi. Thank you so much. So tell us, first of all, Sarah, what's the Alabama Coastal Foundation? Uh, what's its purpose and what's it all about? Uh, Alabama Coastal Foundation, ACF for short, has been working in coastal Alabama for 30 years now uh, to promote conservation on all levels. So sustainability, education, you know, volunteer opportunities, and uh, some of our biggest programs that people may be aware of are the Oyster Shell Recycling Program that we have with lots of local restaurants for keeping oyster shells in the environment instead of ending up in the trash and in garbage uh, landfills. And also we have programs like Coastal Kids Quiz for our fifth graders to get involved with coastal education and learning about their coastal environment. Uh, and, of course, Share the Beach, the Sea Turtle Conservation Program. I love raw oysters, and it's nice to know that those shells are going back into <laughs> nature instead of being thrown yes, in sir. a landfill. Yeah, that's a great program you have there. Yeah. Well, that just shows the uniqueness of an oyster. Yeah. You know, and, and and not only is the oyster unique, so many of the other things we have on the Gulf Coast here are unique. And I know you know all about that. And maybe you can explain some some more of this, especially like things about the turtles and stuff. Absolutely. So Share the Beach is the Sea Turtle Conservation Program. Uh, it has been around for the last 20 years to monitor and protect sea turtle nesting on the Alabama Gulf Coast. So there are programs like this in Florida and up the East Coast where sea turtle nesting takes place. And so Share the Beach is that program in Alabama. And so what we do is through nesting season, that's May 1st through October 31st, is uh, we're out at sunrise every day looking for new sea turtle nests and sea turtle activity on our beaches and then uh, marking those nests so that we can protect them. And the primary purpose for this is because beachfront development has impacted sea turtle nesting and uh, survivability of the sea turtles because of things like disorientation from lighting um, and the impacts of, of other items being out on the beach. One of the things you do not want to do, or at least you want to discourage people from doing, is using a regular flashlight at night and shining on these turtles because it really messes up their orientation, doesn't it? Right, right. So uh, what I like to say usually is on a natural dark beach, the only white light that you'd see out there is kind of the reflection of the moon and the stars off the water, which mm -hmm. is what they use to say, oh, that's the direction I need to go in. Mm -hmm. uh, with all of our development, with all of our flashlights and things, there's a lot more white light on our beaches in directions that are not the water for the sea turtles. And yeah. so they get very confused. They wander around a lot. And, of course, you know, everyone gets very excited seeing a sea turtle come up on the beach, and they want to shine their flashlights and get those photo opportunities uh, but that is a very scary thing, and we want to encourage people to leave our wildlife alone and step back and just enjoy that nice, dark experience uh, to allow nature to do what it does. Yeah, I never thought about all the big condos and all the lights along the beach and Gulf Shores and Orange Beach affecting turtles the way that does. 
not just turtles, but lots of other wildlife as well. White light is not really a natural part of our environment, you know, unless you're talking about the natural light from the moon and stars. And so it plays a big role on a lot of different fronts, not just our sea turtles. Hmm. That's cool. So Turtle Fest is this weekend? It is. Turtle Fest has been going on for several years now. We uh, partner with Gulf State Park over there in Gulf Shores to put this event on. It happens at the Gulf State Park Pier. It's Saturday, September 9th, and Sunday, September 10th. Saturday, we'll be out there from 10 to 2, and from sun- on Sunday, we'll be out there from 11 to 3. There will be lots of different organizations. Uh, ADC and R will be out there. We'll have some sea turtle merchandise and arts and crafts and things for the kids and activities. And then we'll also have Share the Beach volunteers down on the beach with mock nests, crawls, and information to help uh, educate people about our sea turtles and how they can help. That sounds like a lot of fun and educational, too. It's a big event, yeah. And lots of, it's a great time for everyone to come out. Do you, you have uh, also the Alabama Coastal Foundation has a program for, I believe it's fourth grade or third grade students. The Coastal Kids Quiz is fifth grade students. Sixth yeah, grade. and okay. so that is starting uh, today. Actually, I think our first round kicked off, and so that's something any fifth grade teacher in the state of Alabama can go uh, to ACF's website and they can join to be part of that. Uh, Coastal Kids Quiz, and so they just get their students involved. There are different topics for each round. They can learn about a lot of different things with our coastal environment. They take a, a quiz after they've learned some things, and um, all of that involvement can uh, give those teachers a, a little bit of a, a goodie, a little gift card to go towards classroom instruction or supplies or anything that they might like. So yeah. how can our – go ahead, Doug. You had I, I was just going to say when you said that, if I was a sixth-grade student somewhere a kid i couldn't think of something that would be much more fun than getting involved in something like that and and you talk it about really is. yeah, yeah. And, and our um, special and got a little inside line on it too so my daughter was in fifth grade last year and her class went through the whole thing and did all of the quizzes and she would come home after each round and say we did the quiz today and it was so much fun and here's what i learned yeah and, and you know and it's gonna give them an appreciation for where they actually live at and, uh, and the things really that, that they got that yeah. so many people take for granted and people all over the country wish they had. So, Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, Sarah Johnson is our guest today. If you're just joining us, uh, Sarah is the with the Alabama Coastal Foundation. Sarah, um, how can folks that are listening today get involved other than showing up at an event or, you know, sponsoring or teaching a class of, uh, if they're not a, you know, involved that way, how can uh, the regular folks get involved and support your efforts at Alabama Coastal Foundation? Oh, there are plenty of ways to get involved. Um, Anyone that enjoys our beaches, so that's a lot of people, uh, just being aware of our wildlife that relies on those that habitat for their survival, you know, knowing what to expect when you go to the beach and how to leave the beach better than you found it. Um, You know, you can find all of that information on ACF's website. We have a wonderful donation page where people can choose whatever level of financial support they might be able to provide. Uh, One of the most popular things that we get are our nest adoptions, and so people can go on and choose to sponsor a nest and what they get for that is um, a certificate with a nest number um, and some other little share the beach and ACF goodies and then at the end of the season once all of our nests have hatched and we've kind of collected statistics on everything we'll send it follow-up information to those people let them know how their nest did Uh, so that's a really popular option and it provides really good support for our program as well Uh, people that want to get involved on a volunteer basis 
whether with Coastal Foundation in general, can fill out that tab and then share the beach volunteers. Uh, we do a yearly sign-up that takes place at the end of March, beginning of April, um, only that one time during the year so we can get everyone trained and ready to go for the season. I know you guys stay busy all during the year with different events. Just kind of run down. I know you have a coastal cleanup day and a big uh, seafood eating day. Kind of run down some of those major events throughout the year that, that y'all offer. We do try to try to stay very involved in our communities. So a lot of these events are not necessarily ours, but part ones that we are happy to be part of. So, yes, coming up next up on the list is Alabama Coastal Cleanup, which is next Saturday, the 16th. Okay. That's from 8 to 12. There are lots of uh, locations listed on Alabama Coastal Cleanup's website, and ACS will have two sites for that. We'll be out at the Floribama and also at Lillian Boat Launch. Uh, so they can come out to those spots or pick another one that's more convenient for them. Uh, after that, we'll be at Bird Fest at Five Rivers uh, a couple weeks later in October. And uh, other community events throughout the year, we've got our annual fundraiser coming up in November. That's Cocktails for the Coast. And all of those details are on our website along with, you know, we'll have other outreach events posted coming, you know, starting in January, February, once we get the um, – calendar for 2024 published i can't believe we're already talking about 2024 calendars <laughs> yeah it's coming soon well thank you so much sarah for being with us today i really appreciate your time and uh good luck with the uh the turtles and the event next week this weekend and next weekend thank you very much i appreciate you having me on i'm always happy to talk about rc turtles yes ma'am thank you have a great day Hey, Alan, I, it, it's pretty neat you mentioned the coastal cleanup. You might have noticed me looking at my phone, and that's what I was looking up. Oh. <laughs> uh, to see, I was, for some reason, thinking it could have been this weekend, but it is next next Saturday. Next and, Saturday. Yeah, that's an important event. They do a lot of good. Uh, all these organizations that are involved in that cleanup, you know, and and it's a lot of fun to get out there with all the other people. And uh, you know. It is. I, I took my granddaughter on that some years back, and, uh, with the one you know so well and uh, we loaded up in the boat and went did a little hard work cleaning up some stuff but she got a lot out of it and i did too you know yeah, it was a absolutely. very worthwhile deal so all right well it looks like we're out of time again today doug so uh we're going to be back next week every week right here on wnsp outdoors at noon on thursdays and in the meantime i hope you all have a chance to get out and enjoy god's creation